Today's gospel is from Luke chapter 10. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan while traveling came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him down on his own, and he put him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said, take care of him. When I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. This is the gospel of the Lord. I remember picking up my sons, John and Nick, from daycare when they were 18 months old. And there were these written notes in their little cubbies. One said, John bit someone today. And written on the other note, Nick was bit today. I glanced at their teacher with a look that confirmed that I had solved the mystery. <laughs> now, it's important to note in this story that teachers don't intentionally share with parents the name of other children involved in biting incidents because they know that no one wants their child to bite or to be bitten. And it's easy then to place blame on the child or we want to distance our child from them. And most certainly there's always that awkwardness during drop-off and pick-up time between parents. The teachers understand that as little ones learn to communicate, biting will happen. Even so, for me that day, I realized when your teeth can communicate more effectively than words, your brother can be your foe. Your brother can be your foe. I think of the bite of this good Samaritan story is for the lawyer when he realizes that his foe can be his brother, your foe can be your sister, your foe is your neighbor. I want you to hold on to that for a minute, okay? What's really challenging about this Good Samaritan story is we all hold some 
expectation of what this story is about because we've heard a version of it somewhere, whether it has been in church or somewhere else in the world. And so someone will utter this charge, be a good Samaritan. And instantly we think, we're gonna help somebody in need. The title has even made itself into our legal system known as a principle of law that provides that a person who sees another person in imminent or serious danger cannot be charged with negligence if that person attempts to aid or rescue the injured party. Its purpose then as law is to encourage, encourage emergency assistance by removing the threat of liability for damage. We know this story, don't we? A man is traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho and is robbed and beaten and left for dead at the side of the road. A priest and a Levite travel by and they don't stop. A Samaritan comes close to the man and is moved by compassion. He stops at nothing to help the man to safety and to ensure what he has what he needs to heal. Yet, there is another angle of this story. The lawyer, the one who clearly understands his call to love God and love neighbor, asks Jesus, who's my neighbor? And then at the end of the story, the lawyer can't even mutter aloud that his neighbor is a Samaritan man. He can only say in response to Jesus' question, the one who showed him mercy. The lawyer cannot stand that the one whose actions that are being praised as the model for how to love is the one that the neighbor hates the most. Now, it's impossible for us as Christians to understand the hatred between Jews and Samaritans. It has a long history with wars and invasions and the mixing of marriages and religious belief. The two groups who lived in close proximity to each other detest one another. And when Jesus singles out the compassionate acts of someone who the lawyer hates, the meaning of neighbor now gets turned on its head. It would be easy for us to keep this story at a distance. It would be safer for us to leave today and just remember the golden rule. But the Spirit is moving us deeper. Who is our neighbor? Our neighbor can be the one whom we despise the most. So think of this for a moment. Who are you unable to love? The one who parks in the middle of two spaces in the crowded ramp at Mall of America because they don't want their car door to get dinged? Is it your best friend who betrayed your trust? Anyone who hurts a child? The one who violated your body? The person in the car on the highway who cuts you off and then throws their empty McDonald's bag out the window? Your competitor who seems to do everything just right? The kid who's bullying your kid at school? The one on Facebook with a differing political view? 
It doesn't take too much for us to think about all those people who we hate. What then if this person was singled out for their great compassion by Jesus and given the name good? Have you ever considered that person to be the one that you needed to love as much as you love yourself? Pastor Joel, in a sermon a few weeks ago, called it holy squirming, when the power of Jesus' message gets so close and uncomfortable that we no longer can sit still. This familiar story makes us squirm. The story shatters our expectation of one who can show compassion. The story shatters our expectations of the boundlessness of God's love and mercy. For the lawyer in the story, it is wondering how far his love of neighbor needs to go. Is it family, Jesus? Is it those around me? Those in need? Jesus says, yes, yes, and yes, and it also is the one whom you despise. Again, the bite in this story is that our foe is called to be our brother. Our adversary, our enemy, is called to be our sister. They are our neighbors. How are we going to do this? We could speak for hours about who we hate, And we draw lines around whom we would like to include as our neighbors. But in the end, it's all about what that man, Samaritan or not, did. He did not walk down the middle of the road. He moved to the margin, to the edge of the ditch, and saw a person in need. He came so close that his eyes and his heart became one. He could not unsee the need. He was moved with compassion to act. He forgot about the list of things he needed to do that day, how the man who suffered may have well deserved what was done to him. Instead, he cleaned his wounds, he lifted the man onto his donkey, and he brought him to a safe place and gave two days of wages to ensure that he was cared for. His, neighborless, his neighborliness had no limits. Jesus said to the lawyer, go and do likewise. And this is where we are called to come close, to act with compassion. What we find in each and every story in Luke's gospel is that God's spirit of healing, mercy, love, and compassion is when Jesus comes close enough to people to see their face, to hear their story. And if we are to heed God's spirit, which we are here in our personal lives and as a community of faith, we will always find God's spirit in the face of our neighbor and when compassion is shared without limit because then we realize that we each have a need. As we squirm at the boundlessness of God's love, may we know that the cross 
is where this love will go. And that is where we all will fall short. Yet the cross is the place where forgiveness and love are revealed most fully. And so from that place, may we be called to see our neighbor, our brother, the immigrant, our sister, the alien, the hungry, the lost, the suffering, and dare to come close. May compassion be found in us. Amen.